what it do, people? We are here for another week of technical file. So we ain't gonna hold you up. We just gonna get right on into it. episode 276 of technical file the sports podcast you never knew you needed and it's boy t-i-m-k-i-n-z-v number three aka ass catch him aka mr give it to me i'm the air only known as the air and I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. <laughs> you know, holding next down girl. for all the women who love sports. Hello. <laughs> and it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> oh, we lost him again. He, hey, this is to cover his mixtape. <laughs> What happened? Boy. Hey, we have to cover your mixtape. That's what happened. Froze on this, bro. We have to check you out. Oh, no. We're going to have to work this out. What would you call him earlier? Angry Teddy Bear? The angry Teddy, dog. Showing off his locks and shit. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> you're back, Teddy Bear. That's gonna be your name now. Now he called you Big Teddy Bear. Hey, he gone again. God damn it. The ladies love it. All right, they call you Teddy. We Anywho, anywho, uh, sport fact of the week. What we got? All right, so it's a new year, new us. So I'm putting it to y'all. Do y'all want to continue doing the, you know, anniversary type post? Or I got a Christmas gift. I don't know if y'all can see it. Uh, nope. Oh, okay. It's called the sports book. It has like random crap in it. So I can just pick like a random thing from here every week and then just read off. How you wanna how you wanna how you wanna I'm cool with that? Yes, yeah, so I don't know what's in that book. Go ahead and tell us. <laughs> All right. I just opened it to a random page. It was about the Olympics. Um, so the Atlanta Olympics took place from July 19th to August 4th, 1996. Um, the star of the – oh, we done lost Ken. Um, the star of those Olympics was Michael Johnson. He was the first man to be ranked number one in the world in both the 200-meter and 400-meter he began, he began dominating both events in 1990. By 1996, he had won 54 straight finals in the 400 meters and had not been beaten in that distance in seven years. Johnson won the Olympic final by 33 feet, um, the largest margin of victory in the event in 100 years. Damn. He also ran a phenomenal 19.32 to win the gold for the 200 meter. That man was dominant. <laughs> Different, like, bro, different. Holy shit. 33 feet? 
Dominant sounds like three feet. That's crazy. Oh my god, that's wild, bro. That's like four big shows. <laughs> big, big show is just a, a measure of unit uh, unit of measurement now. Right, the seven foot. Would you use big show? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I like that you think of things in big shows. <laughs> that's an interesting metric. Right. As a reminder to everybody who was listening to this, you can catch Tech File anywhere that you get your podcast in addition to our YouTube page every Tuesday around 6.30 p.m. Central Time. We go live to record the week's show. So make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube, hit the notification button so you get alerted to when we are live and be part of the show with us every Tuesday around 6.30-ish or so. So make sure that y'all join us for that. And we appreciate everybody who has been joining, everybody who subscribed to the YouTube, everyone who likes up the videos, leaves comments and all that good stuff. So thank y'all. We appreciate you. Yeah, give you some air hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't know if we got the, the connection to do the game that needs a name. We looking at you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. <laughs> uh let's let's wait for it in person. Just yeah, we, we can skip that. Just to get a shot, you know. That's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna right right oh. Oh, okay. Didn't Camille win last time? Okay. I sure did. I thought he said he no, gonna I, lose regardless. I said I'm gonna lose regardless. I said, <laughs> oh, why well, you won before, didn't you? He has. We got one. I don't one. I don't remember. I don't recall. You have worn before, sir. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we can just get right into the topics of the week. So before we get too deep in everything, of course, we just want to acknowledge uh, DeMar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills safety, who went into cardiac arrest during Monday Night Football game last night against Cincinnati. Um, As of this recording, he is in critical but stable condition at a Cincinnati hospital. And as of this moment in, in regards to the game itself, the Cincinnati Buffalo game will not resume this week. And it is unknown when or if the game will be made up. But definitely just want to send out prayers um, to DeMar, send love out to his family and friends and teammates because that was terrifying. Yeah, that was a wild scene. Like, I was watching the game at the time. <clears throat> I was talking, I was talking to Sam because I, I was watching. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Bro, just fail!" And she was like, "Huh?" I was like, "He had, like he just took a hit." I was like, "It didn't look too bad," like, but then he just collapsed, bro. Like, I don't know. Then we went through three commercial breaks. I was like, "Ooh, this ain't good." Like, yeah, that was that was scary, bro. So for sure, yeah. him and family. Kim, were you watching the game too? Because you actually sent the message to our group, like, "Yo." Are y'all watching Monday Night Football right now? Yeah, I was actually watching the game. And, like, it was just awkward because he made the tackle. And then, like, immediately he got up. And he took one step back and then he just fell out. And, like, we didn't, like, us, like, watching it at home didn't understand how severe it was until they came back. And then you can feel, like, how, like, you know, emotional it is. Like, the crowd is silent. Like, 
Yeah, and then when, when you hear CPR, you're like, oh shit, like, like this is like life or death. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. It's like it was like damn. No, I hear you. I hear you. That does. So that, you, that, did you? Did you hear him too? <laughs> Listen, we're like, I'm trying. Oh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, I, um, I, I think I like turned the TV like a little bit before eight, and I was watching Raw, and then like that went to commercial, so I was like, oh, let me check on the football game. And I went to ESPN, and they were just like they had the Sombird voices on. They're talking like, what the fuck? What happened? Because it was they had already cut like to the studio, and we're talking about it after the fact. And it must have been like that weird interstitial moment where it's like it hadn't really like my social media hadn't started talking about it yet, hadn't gotten a push notification for it yet. So I was like really just really confused. And then I went and like searched, and then like somebody had mentioned Hamlet, so then I just like searched that, and then I found the video. Unfortunately. Um, it made me think of um, Jerry Lawler, like when he had his heart attack on Raw. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jerry Lawler tweeted about that, too. He said it, it looked kind of familiar to him. Oh, yeah. Because, again, like it's like you take uh, trauma to your chest. like It disrupts the rhythm of your heart and it is in a cardiac arrest. Like It's like a really, like it ha- you have to get hit at just the right point of like your cardiac rhythm for it to get knocked off like so it, it's like a one in a million shot it's just it's unfortunate obviously um so hopefully like jerry law he can come back through this and absolutely live, live an uninterrupted life absolutely um and i do want to say to for all the journalists on espn who had to cover that in real time just like my heart goes up to y'all too because that's a difficult position to find yourself in when you're expecting to be calling a football game and then you have to cover a life or death situation just that quickly Um, and I felt like every ESPN personality that I saw on air last night handled themselves very well kept a very uh, human focused element about it and kept the perspective of what was really important throughout the whole thing. So definitely want to shout to them because even like I saw uh, some of the commentators are even like working through their own emotions as they're having to report on this in real time. So uh, definitely want to shout them out as well. That's hard. I mean, you got, then you have reporters, people like Skip, which I've always said five many many levels many occasions for many reasons mainly because the insensitivity certain situations like i said for me i had sent them a very vile message (laughs) a few years ago um when gordon hayward had broke his leg during that game and he used it as a way to take another shot at lebron during that moment i'm like bro like I get you have the on-air personality and that's what made you money and shit like that. I like, but sometimes you can break character, dog, and just be like a regular human. True. And people must, people must have got on his ass, but it just, he said initially and how he's always reacted in situations like this, it didn't change. Like, I wasn't surprised. I'll say that just based off of 
for things that's been said during major injuries. I wasn't even going to bring up Skip Bayless' name. I was yeah, just going to let him her off in the wind. I wanted to touch on to make sure he got a, a fuck you. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, like, even without him specifically, like, I hope, and I'm not confident, but I hope that going forward, like, this kind of humanizes players for fans. Like, these are not, you know, fantasy football stats. These are not, you know, vectors for your entertainment. These are not, you know, just, like, people that you can yell at and, you know, through the television. Like, these are actual people, human beings, living, breathing, that, you know, like, put their bodies and lives on the line, like, entertain you week in week out so have a little bit more humanity when you when you deal with them like when you react to like what happens on the on the court on the field wherever like treat people like people facts facts and it shouldn't take you know somebody possibly you know losing their life in front of you like to have that perspective hopefully we can kind of as a as a society move forward with that uh in the forefront Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always weird. We had moments like this on the show before where it's like, I don't know how you segue out of that into the next topic, but I wanted to make sure we started the show um, sending love to DeMar Hamlin and to all those who love him and just saying prayers up, hope, man. I really, really hope that he makes it. Um, but to talk about other football news, I guess, um, we do want to shout out our Week 17 Pick and Pool winner, King Ra. And uh, as for FanDuel, I'm just, you can't, if you're not watching YouTube, I'm just shaking my head in disappointment. I was going to say, Camille's disappointed, folks. Y'all don't let Camille down. They let me down this year. This Last year, we had a great fan. I was re-energized. I said, man, we're going to really do something big with FanDuel. And this year came, mm, after like we week 10. After they can start losing. Fell out, I sound like. Man, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I hear. Man, I too. things change quick. That commitment just uh, dried right on up. So, hopefully, we have one last week of the regular NFL season. I hope that for FanDuel, we can have a full. T- we can have a full go. It's last week. Like, come on, y'all. Let's let's do this. Let's get this done. Uh, it's a whole what. Nine months before you get through it again, you might as well come back, join me. Games of the season. That's a fact. That's it ain't really fact. hit me like that to now. <laughs> this is the last regular season uh, Sunday. A week. Yep. It ain't gonna be no need for NFL uh, red zone after this weekend. I'll be canceling my sling subscription. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and happy to have some ducats. Say, uh, NBA has introduced their own little red zone esque product. I think Crunch Time or something like that. Oh. Pretty good. Plays yeah, that would be interesting. Okay, but if you are in our pick and pool, go ahead, grab your phone, pull up the apps, grab the picks game, pick them uh, portion of the site. Let's make our final picks for Week 18. Also, in case anybody was curious, amongst us tech file hosts. Um, I'm in first, followed by Eric, which, what a crazy turn of events here, people. <laughs> y'all, y'all would be ashamed of y'all. 
And listen, I had technical difficulties. Yeah, you let them you let them just deter you. Then it's Canada, then it's town. Boy, if I'd have finished hiding Canada, that'd have been some shit. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. But hey, we'll never know. <laughs> Unless you have some kind of crazy week. And Ken has some kind of terrible. Just pick the opposite of uh, Ken on every game. Tell him you might get lucky. (laughs) Goddamn. I just need my shit to say. That's all. It ain't a matter of picking this shit. It's actually having the same and being useful. And we actually get the damn points from it. I know how to smoke Ken ass this shit. I do. Dang. I'm just saying. I ain't even gonna get a chance to play. But it's all right. All right, well, the first game on Saturday, we have three Saturday games. We got the Chiefs and the Raiders. No Derek Carr. Chiefs. Yeah, Jared Stidham was, he was, old. He was trying, dog. That man was taking some hits. God dang it. I just need to say it out loud on the show, but the irony of Devontae Adams going to play for the Raiders solely because mm-hmm. he wanted to play with his college quarterback, Derek Carr, just for Derek Carr to get benched and probably won't be on the team next year. You know, tell the about say. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Like all that, all of that. They were supposed to be good this year. They were actually supposed to be pretty good. They had a good team on paper. I thought they would be. I thought they'd be a playoff team. Shit, everybody yeah, did. Before the season started, it was like, West, AFC West, man, that's murderous road. Like, get yeah, away with it. Didn't turn out that way. Didn't turn out that way. But hey, who knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be his quarterback in in uh, Vegas next year. Who knows? One can only hope. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so that's Chiefs across the board here, correct? Yes. All right. Titans and Jaguars. I got Jacksonville, man. He's going to the offs. What you talking about? Dude said God don't like ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Titans and Jags. This is for all the this is for all, all the marbles, ain't it? Yeah, we taking them going home. We're going on the marble run this Sunday. What you about? Back in it. Sunshine got us back there. He, been, he actually has been playing like what he was drafted to be. Trevor Lawrence over the last like four or five games has been like shit. I think it was, it was it's a ten stat, but it was around like twenty touchdowns and like four picks during that space. Like he's been lighting shit up. I think that's the first time you ever ten stat it yourself. <laughs> hey, because I because I feel like the number was fourteen, but I'm gonna just say twenty. <laughs> <laughs> wild description. <laughs> uh, wait, worst division: AFC South or NFC South? NFC South. NFC South. At least AFC West got some 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 heavier. Top. No, no, I said AFC South. Oh, so you got the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans, and. You got Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Orleans. <sighs> Woo! Shit. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the AFC South. <laughs> they got Houston down there. 
I mean, Houston I'm really not, does drag that average down. It does. Indianapolis ain't really do too much better. But the NFC South area, this 500 is the best that they got. At least all them niggas was in the playoff hunt the last week. 500 is the best they got in the A. You know what? It's got to. It's got to be the. It's got to be the AFC South, just because the Texans and Colts dragged them all the way down. Yeah, and then didn't even get that pick. Yuck. Okay. I feel like we just got bring this or that Thursday back just for that question because it's a toss up. <laughs> it is. It's, it's gross. It's no, I got. Gross. I got to go. I'm a. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville because Ryan Tannehill is still out. Let me go with Jacksonville. Uh, outside. Uh, well, no Titans have a black quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay, finish it out. We're going to marbles on this one. <laughs> the fact that the Titans, like, I don't know if that what that means for their rookie because like they brought a dude off the practice practice a different team's practice squad. It started them as opposed to starting a rookie. Okay, that's what they. I, as we say sometimes on this show, like they they be behind the scenes. They they see. They, we don't they know. <laughs> like maybe it's just he's not ready. They don't want to throw him in and break his With confidence. But like, yo, like, damn, bro, creating quarterback controversies, shit like that. You mean? Huh? I'm saying like. You, they don't want to instead of putting him in and actually having him and seeing him like part of it could be they don't want to stir up a quarterback controversy like that in the future. I don't think it's going to do with a quarterback controversy. They know Ryan Tannehill is they starting quarterback. He just right. hurt. I think it's more so like they have a chance at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like right. they owe it to the rest of their team to try to put the best person in for right now as opposed to okay, well, you know, we had a good That's run, but we fold it in for the rest of the year and the rookie in who's not ready. Like, Okay, last game on Saturday, Ravens and Bengals. I got the Bengals. Same. I asked every week, Lamar back yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. If he do, it'll probably be a last. Oh, Lamar's going to be activated on Sunday. Last, Yeah, John Harbaugh said he's unsure if Lamar Jackson will even return to practice this week. Good Lord. Down to Wednesday. What a first one. I hope it. I hope this uh, little match they have at the end of the season is showing them they need to pay that man. He sure does. He sure is looking for uh, that new contract. Yeah, bro. That's why that him getting hurt. But they can't hold the playoffs oh, yeah. against him if he does not play. Well, they don't. And he can actually say, I'm very valuable since y'all didn't make it one I was playing. They still 10 and 6. I don't think Huntley won them a game. No, I think they won one. They may have won one. Like the fourth season. <laughs> but they still 10 to 6. It's like him and they well, still also he shut like even ignoring their record, like just their offense doesn't do shit. <laughs> like with without him. So it's like you can talk about his inaccuracy either. all you right. But you can talk about his inaccuracy all you want, but like they don't have any wins on that offense. Like having Dobbins back helps. But, like they don't have a win on that offense. Look. They don't have the weapons on that offense, like passing game wise, to make up for when they drop down the quarterback. So it's like at least Lamar can make something out of nothing when he has to, as opposed to like just 
having a zero from that spot. And then I mean, you only have talent at your pass catcher positions to make up for it, like just give, give him the ball in space and make, do something with it. Just Andrews, I mean, Bateman was hurtful a little bit this year too. So you only had Andrews, but Andrews was hurt for a minute and then when Lamar was healthy and they both was hurt and then Lamar got hurt and they came back. <laughs> like it's, it's just been, it's been rough. I mean, yeah, what I, I mean, Lamar got hurt during that Denver game and they ended up winning that game and then they beat the Steelers, then they lost to the Browns, but then they beat the, the Falcons and then they lost to the Steelers. So it's been up and down yeah. for them so far to finish it out without Lamar. And that's not exactly a murderous throw that they've been facing the last right. four weeks either. Okay, let's continue moving on. We got the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Buccaneers clinched their division. And I got the, I still got the Bucs. Boy, yeah. let me tell you, this was our fantasy championship week. It's two weeks. So last, last week and this week is for the championship. I'm championship game. Mike Evans had his career year on my bench. His, not career year. His, his career game. This this game that he just decided to he ain't did shit in five weeks. <laughs> in five weeks, bro. So you know what? The better option probably be Smith. You know. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. almost oh, it's almost as if fantasy football's game, Tim. Like it. <laughs> There's no Dom rhyme reason. Just look. Dalton Schultz is on my bench. Twenty four points. So that's seventy one yeah. between two players. Did you lose? No, I'm up still by 10, but because the Bengals, because I got Joe Mixon and he had Jamar Chase. Right. I was up, but because didn't play. Now it's, uh, we're asked if we want to just concede the championship and call it a tie or let the last week play out. Shit, play that week out, bro. Last week out. I, I, my team been smoking all year, bro. What y'all talking about? We're going to play this. It's money. They try to switch shit. <laughs> But yeah, congrats to Mike Evans. Uh, Two hundred yard game, three touchdowns. My man's was wild. Patriots and Bills. I'm gonna get that. Well, shit. I don't. Like, honestly, at this point, like we know they're not playing this week, obviously. But like, are they still trying to make them play on Sunday? Like, I believe so. Basketball is kind of like Ooh, I don't know if we actually get it. Huh. I don't know if we'll get that game. Oh, you talking about the Bills? Yeah. He's talking about Bills Patriots. Like, I, I don't expect you guys to know. I'm just saying, like, you know, right. going through a lot this week. They're I'm pretty sure they're not like going through meetings and stuff. Like like it's a normal week, so I have no idea. That, that is Nor should they be, by the way. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like it's an inconvenience. I'm just like, there's no way to really know what to expect this weekend. And like I know if it, the game, yeah, if the game goes on, I would still take Buffalo. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I have no idea if they're actually going to play a game or not. Yeah, I'll take Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo too. I know Patriots got to win. I think. Are they winning get in or do they need some help? Yeah, they gotta win another shit shake for them. Uh, uh let's see. I'll go Well no sentimental, I'll go Bills. Okay. Uh 
yeah, the Patriots can win and get in, but they need some help around the league as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, Vikings and Bears. Ah! I got Minnesota. They will be mad. Well, Tim, Mr. Roboto now. Right. So did I see it correctly on Sunday that the Vikings have 12 wins, but they have like a negative 60-something point differential? Yes, you did. Well, Boy, well. I don't trust them niggas. I didn't trust never trusted them. Never well, trusted them. All season. All season. It's just something ain't right. They get lucky in these games. They get kind of fuck you down 30 points and come back on the, that's that's terrible defense. Terrible defense. That ain't gonna happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. They was down 30 to Sunday. They ain't come back. You know what I'm saying? That shit I don't happen last week. I said it last week when we previewed the game. I mentioned the fact that last season the Vikings lost a lot of close games and this season they have been winning mm-hmm. a lot of those close games the luck factor has just changed this season for the Vikings whether they're fraud that's real or fraudulent activity that's up for y'all to decide but this week the Packers showed there was some fraudulent activity going on in Minnesota mm-hmm. but apparently according to Minnesota fans it's because the Packers wetted the field down that is the dumbest thing. I was like, y'all can't be serious. Y'all really Wait, they said we did what? They believe that the Packers maintenance team put water in the middle of the field and it only affected the Vikings' footing. Because only the Vikings <laughs> was on that field running in that water and in that oh, okay. Stop. Stop. There were no excuses early in the season. Don't have excuses now. That's funny. Ain't nobody say shit. We ain't say nothing early in the season outside of, damn, that was a bad game. Oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson did his thing. Damn, that we looked, we looked bad. We got killed. That was our it. We ain't make no excuses. We ain't say that the dome was overtly hot and only the Packers was burning up in that bitch. We ain't say no shit like that. Like, just take your hell. Shut your ass mm-hmm. and we'll see y'all probably in the playoffs. Like, it ain't that serious. Like, after week one, we came back here. He's a man. Packers got smoked. They did better in the second half, but they got smoked. How do you not game plan for Justin Jefferson? We had all these. We had to like, how do y'all? How are y'all doing this? And this week, they had a game plan for Justin Jefferson. Like, I'll give Joe Barry one thing. He's not repeating all of his same mistakes here, and I'm thankful he's for that. Thankful. <laughs> 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 but with Vikings and Bears. I'm not sure if the Bears are actually going to be playing like Justin Fields and they crew. Um, I want this number one pick, so I don't, you know, I ain't worried about the Ws. How, how many yards was it? I think he was like 100 yards or something like that away from breaking the uh, single season rushing record. Let me see for a quarterback. If he plays. I don't know if he will. Minnesota probably won this game, but they don't have anything to play for at this point either. They do. I think with them losing, I don't think they can catch Philly no more. Uh, so if they win, they'd be 13 and 4. Well, Philly. Philly's, Philly's lost two. Mm-hmm. Because Philly's 13 and 3. Yeah, so if they finish with the same record, doesn't Philly sell the tiebreaker over Minnesota? Didn't they play? Yeah, I thought so. I thought Minnesota won. Or I yeah, thought Minnesota won. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, Philly beat Minnesota. I mean, like, it's still... Well, no, because if 
Philly loses, then the Cowboys win the division. Right. And I don't know if they play each other. They had to because we played the NFC East this season. So we all played okay, so. that division. No, I'm just sitting here taking a look at the. Oh, it's 40 and 3. <laughs> yeah, so the Vikings would need to win and each need to lose for them to get the number one seed. But if the Eagles win, they got it. If the Vikings lose, they get it. If the Eagles tie and the Vikings lose or tie, they get it. So they'll be playing. They're going to try to get that. I need, yeah, I, need, I need them to go ahead and play. Go ahead, JJ, get out there and get your 200 yards. Bro. I need that. <laughs> okay, so everybody going Minnesota here? Yeah. yeah. Except for Ken, yeah. I'm assuming. Although, no, he want that, <laughs> that pick. Hell yeah. What y'all going to do with it? I want to go defensive. The Our best defense, player on the really board that's the quarterback is a defensive end from uh, Alabama. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his name is Will something. But yeah, he's a defensive end for Alabama. Uh, he's the number two prospect or number one overall prospect. Mm-hmm. But one of the quarterbacks probably come off the board first since it's Houston. Yeah, if we go to defense route, I'll be happy. Texas hey, and Colts. Speaking of... Uh, Sorry, real quick. How uh, Hutchinson doing? Is that his name from um, Aiden Hutchinson? He's doing good. Yeah, he's having a good year, okay. motherfucker. He just had a, <laughs> he had a crazy interception against the Bears uh, this past week. Okay. Working on. And the what about the Jaguars? Hey. He's doing all right, bro. Yeah, he's he doing all right, bro. He ain't tipping. Uh, yeah, he ain't tipping over. Uh, yeah, he, he done all right, though, bro. He helping. <laughs> Texans and Colts. I got the, uh, the Texans. Uh, I was going to say, for Kansas State or Texans. Yeah, I'm going to Texans, too. Lovey Smith might be coaching for his job. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Lovey need one. We'll see. Mario Rogers might have himself a good game, too. On the room for Which is trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they knew that team was going to be bad. Yeah, they did. It's bad on okay. purpose. Right. Jets and Dolphins. Uh, mm. The Dolphins need the Jets eliminated from playoff contention at this point, so they just playing spoiler. Yeah, so the Dolphins need to win. Mm-hmm. I got Miami. Uh, I'm New York. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami. They need to win. I think they need some help too, if I remember correctly. This is the New England game that they that they're worried about. Yeah, they need the Patriots to lose. The Patriots okay. lose. Miami get in, but the Steelers is right there behind them too. Steelers winning and no two lose. It's, yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend, bro. Yeah, so I have to be decided still. Obviously, I I don't know everything that's going on, but I feel like for the NFL and the NFLPA to determine that nothing went wrong in the you know concussion protocol situation with Tua during the, that game against the Packers, like 
that that's I mean, the joke. concussion protocol is broken. Like, if nothing alerted you to the fact that that dude likely had a concussion, or at least needed to be checked for one, like, there were people that night on Twitter, like, hey, I think Tua got a concussion in half. Like, it, it's not, it didn't just come out of left field. I mean, I can't. Again, I'm not a neurologist, so I don't know. But again, like you would think, we need to start erring on the side of caution with some of these things. Like even if you think, oh, maybe not. Like at least check him. Like his head hit. They said he he didn't display any concussion symptoms until the following day, and that he self-reported that. Like when he hit his head, he kind of got back up and felt fine in the moment. Mm -hmm. But overnight, his conditions worsened. And he came to the medical staff and said, "Yo, I think I have. Like I think I have a concussion." And they tested him the next day, and then they were like, "Okay, you do." But like during the game, we had no, unless he would have came to them himself and been like, "Something's wrong." Well, again, like, right it's now. Somebody, literally somebody's job to spot like times where hits that might have like triggered like a, "Hey, we need to at least go to take him to the tent and check him out." Whoever's job that was, that seems like like you're at that point in the process. Yeah, I'm curious though. If they yeah, like, there them. were people that, huh? Oh, so I'm curious if they would have pulled him though if he wasn't displaying any symptoms yet. He probably would have passed that test in real time, which is a possibility still that he could have been like, I don't, I mean, right now I feel fine. Like, I'm here, let me answer. I mean, like, they have like baseline tests and they have ways to test without just being like, hey, how do you feel? Like, they right, I know I've, as some, I've had quite a few concussions, so I, I know some of the, the, the testings you go through, but um, huh. I was, I was gonna say, what have you been doing to get multiple concussions? But it's it's out. unreal. I've had one, two, three, four, five. I think five or six concussions. Uh, you all lighting this uh, all-time quarterback. <laughs> Being clumsy, Camille's clumsy, clumsy just, Camille's just playing uh, kill the man with the ball every weekend. <laughs> Clumsiness and and, and accidents. But I haven't had one since college. That was my last concussion. I don't think I've ever had one. They're not fun. They suck. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had. One. Matter of fact, if I did, I wouldn't recognize it. The last one I got, um, we was leaving work in college. I was getting into a friend's car, and he had a like a cutlass. He had something real low to the ground. And I misjudged how low it was when I was getting in the car and I smacked my head like like clean on Damn. the top of the car. To the point <laughs> my eye was black. Like it was like I had a black, like all this was black. You slam your head on it, bro. Like you didn't want to know numbers. I I was getting in real quick, real it was it was kind of cool outside real quick. Smacked my head. And I didn't realize I had a concussion until the next day. And I was like, oh, I know this feeling. This is this is uh this is a little too familiar here. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I still stand by. I think Camille in a fight club, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> First rule of fight club, we don't talk about fight, fight club. <laughs> I remember that concussion, too, because my youngest brother saw me, and I think he was still like, he was like 10 or 11. He was like, who hit you? And I was like, nobody hit me. Like, I hit myself in the car. And he did not believe me. He's like, who I got to go well, beat up? It does sound like, like he's like trying to cover for somebody. <laughs> like, it I hit myself. 
hood of the car, off the, the roof of the car, the roof. <laughs> not going. He was like 11, like, no, this don't sound right. <laughs> no, it don't sound right. I hit my head off the roof of the car, and I got a black eye, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to giraffe out here. <laughs> Hey man, the truth sound wild sometimes. It's a whole episode of I Love Lucy about that. Lucy and I with the book, fam. Uh, Anywho, anywho, Panthers and Saints. Who cares? (laughs) That's that's the right answer. I'm gonna pick the Saints here, though. I don't have any. I care. I could care less about that game. Yeah, I'm going Saints. Browns and Steelers. Never the Browns. Although I appreciate last week. <laughs> I'm going Pittsburgh. They building. They're getting healthier. Their defense coming back. They growing. I tell them they stay out the playoffs. <laughs> Chargers and Broncos. Ah, come on. Niggas getting fired. Niggas on podiums crying because they couldn't play better for niggas. I told y'all niggas, like, man, listen, he was in like, look, I ain't do what I was supposed to do for him, and I just felt like I should have did more. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I hear you, Russ. Everybody been saying that all season. All season, they're like, bro, you finna get this nigga fired. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> long as hell, that man gone. Now, granted, again, that's not the only thing, but I guess it, I guess it helps with closure. That you came out and said that publicly. I'm going Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know to say about the Broncos at this point. Same. They're losers. The who? The heck? Losers. Capital L. Yeah, Big L. Let's go. Giants and Eagles. Philly. Philly got to win it. Mm-hmm. They got to win it. First mm. problem. Hurts might be back on Sunday. Yeah. Better hope he is. They better, yeah, they better hope. It's probable, bro. They didn't put his points back in my uh, on my fantasy. They said that was the news article they had on. They said that he's probable. I was just looking at him earlier to see if my boy back. I had Jared Goff, you know. Uh, latest news: Hurts is expected to play Sunday against the Giants per Ian Rappert. But Rappaport Hurts Hurts would have played week 17 if it had been a playoff game, but the Eagles opted to exercise the utmost caution to avoid a potential setback with their star quarterback's injured shoulder. Philly has lost back-to-back games without Hurts and will look to get back on track against the Giants before postseason play begins. Despite Rappaport's encouraging update. Oh, yeah. This for y'all. Fantasy managers should still monitor Hurts' participations at practice. I'm going Philly. <laughs> I got Philly too. Like they need that number one seed. They need because they want that buy. I'm sure they do. Yeah, just whoever that was, and, uh, you can just put anybody in quarterback and they'd be good. Oh, yeah. that was uh, Michael Parsons that said that. No, he's just assistant quarterback, huh? <laughs> Come on, die. And then, and yeah, no, he's not. He damn near MVP if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. That motherfucker got 5,000 passing yards this year. So is everybody going Philly, though? Yeah, I'm going Philly. Okay, split. Are the Giants going to the playoffs? Giants are going to the playoff spot. Okay, let's go. 
Wild card. Cardinals and 49ers. Easy money. Yeah. 49ers. Rams and Seahawks. Gino. If the Seahawks win this game, the Lions are eliminated. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they win or not. If the Seahawks win, the Lions are eliminated. I got Seattle. I think the Lions are getting eliminated. So Seahawks. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks. Cowboys and Commanders. I'm going Cowboys because the Commanders. I don't understand what they what they do. I'm glad they lost for sure. For sure, needed them to lose. We did, but damn, Ryan, Why do you switch quarterbacks at this moment. Ryan didn't even know they got eliminated. <laughs> they was in the presser. They said, uh, "What did he act?" Pretty much along the lines of, "If you knew that you were going to be eliminated from the playoffs today, would you have known? Would you have uh, stuck with Carson Wentz or some shit?" And he was just like. Wait, we eliminated from the playoffs today? <laughs> I was like, bruh, what? He was yeah. only worried about that game. Mm-hmm. He had no knowledge of nothing else that was going on. That game was it. And Why is that? Somebody should have ran up on you like, hey, coach, uh, we don't lose. We lose. We, we ain't going nowhere. Nobody said that to him. Nobody. How how you surprised at the press conference after the game? You had a week. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like to get Mel's point, like if you focused on like this hand, like you know, people say one game and I'm like, you can't be looking ahead. You so playing a little differently if you knew you was gonna lose. Playoffs. Why, why would you not be game planning to win in the first place? Like, right, like he's trying to win the game. Like it don't matter necessarily for what he's trying to accomplish in that game. He thought for some reason that Carson wins was going to be the best option for the commanders to win that game. I don't know why he thought that after what he's seen this year, but he did for some reason. And oh. it, it, he was wrong. That's because Wentz came in and yeah, no, no, I can't even, no, no. He was wrong. That's all we got to say. He was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong on so many levels. He was wrong. All right. Last game of the week. Flexed into Sunday night football. Packers and Lions. Packers win and they are in. People talking about how this is a scary team <laughs> in the playoffs here. The Green Bay Packers. Me personally, I'm picking the Packers to win for sure, for sure. But I also am not going to let them get my hopes up about anything. House money, bro. <laughs> Listen, if they beat the Lions, cool. You know I'm cheering for the Pack regardless. They get to the playoffs and they beat whoever they have in the first round, then I'll let them get my hopes up. But until that point happens, no hopes. I'm just saying, I think they should beat the Lions. I'm picking the Packers this week, but they ain't, the Packers always do this to us. They reel you in, they give you all this hope. If something happens, it's bam, it's not your year again, and we just some losers. So. <laughs> I say I'm just letting everybody know where I'm at as a Packers fan. Yes, think they'll win. Not getting excited about this though. Just taking it a game at a time, like Ron Rivera. <laughs> First two scores to last game were uh, kick return for a touchdown and then an interception for a touchdown. I said to my brother who was in town, uh, we're actually celebrating my dad's birthday, which is today. So happy birthday, happy birthday. dad. Happy birthday. Um, 
And I'm like, I already know they're going to be like, oh, man, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to let his team back to play. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers ain't did shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to play him better. Like, and I'm not going to – I'm being, I'm being – I'm on it a little bit, but, like, people really do just be like, oh, man, Tom Brady, you know, like, it looked like the Buccaneers were not going to be a team this year, but, you know, never count out Tom Brady, never count out Aaron Rodgers. like – their teams are playing like Brady's playing a little bit better than Rodgers but still it's like you can't just like put all the wins on the quarterback but then when they were losing it's like everybody else was a problem like come on man yeah we got something this wins our QB stats thing yeah to your point Tom Brady actually he's part part of why they won this past week Tom Brady yeah. enough. Aaron Rodgers did not do so but nah. here's the thing the Packers didn't need him to like the Packers right now are playing how I thought they would start the season, which is the defense is really carrying the team. Special teams is better. And offense just has to be competent enough. Because even when you think about last season and how we lost to San Francisco, which I think that was last season, right? Yep. Where we got there and offense didn't show up at all. The special teams had the pump blocked at the last second, which gave the San Francisco team the touchdown. And it was really a defensive game that kept the Packers in the game. Special teams tricked it off, but offense didn't show up. And I thought, you know, maybe this year it's going to be kind of similar to that, but, you know, a little bit a little bit more balanced. And this past game we saw it. It was defense and special teams. Having Nixon back there returning kicks and punt, like, he already best in the league. Y'all had Just that man on your bench the whole year. Just chilling. They didn't know. We got him doing gunner, catching niggas on punts. Like, bro, if you don't get there and catch the punt, <laughs> like, come on, dog. What y'all doing? We didn't know he was good. How? Ain't no way in hell that motherfucker was the only one catching punts in practice. Ain't no way, boy. <laughs> and if he was, y'all need to be fired. <laughs> but, like, to your point, Camille, like, you don't need Rodgers, too. So, when he was doing the whole hero ball routine the first half of the year, it's like, bro, you got great running back, backfield. Like, give them the ball. Yep. And just make your and make the throws when you need to make the throws. Like that's it. We don't necessarily need you to lead it. Like balanced offense will work at this time and point. Like just and he was missing some of his shots against mm-hmm. Minnesota, where it's like he had watching a couple of times where it's like, dang, just twice. He overthrew him twice. I'm like, bro. He underthrew like when there was it should have been pass interference, but like in the end zone, like that was yep. throw and I think. Uh, on that same drive, he had taken a shot, I think, before that, and he had overthrown him. So it's like, bro, come that's all, on. That's all Packers that's need. Throws when they there, bro. That's all we need. Be that's an it. absolutely fantastic game manager. Be better than Alex Smith at the game manager. He, he is the he's the ball. If you want to still be in competition with that nigga, be better than him at what he was doing. He was <laughs> an excellent game manager. Absolutely superb. Be that, Aaron. Everybody got Green Bay winning this week, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Any other packer thoughts y'all want to get off before we uh move on with football? Hey, shout out to uh one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the league too. My man's was talking his shit. He was talking <laughs> shit before the game. He was talking shit mid-game, hit him with the motherfucking uh Ready. <laughs> Ready. I, like, I don't know, bro. It's a little early to be gritty and like on a like <laughs> break up in the first quarter. I'm like, nigga. What you doing? Uh, hey. Rest of the game, he like fuck. It, hey, I, we we here. Like he ain't shot on 
every play, but he was there like 85% of the time. He shadowed him, I think it was double the amount of time that he did in the first game. And the Packers, like I mentioned earlier, he's had a better game plan for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you need to do. There were Vikings fans who were saying John Money was talking a little too much for somebody who had safety help. But let's not act like Justin Jefferson don't get double teamed most of the time, as is, and he still oh, produces. Geez. Like, don't do not do he's that now. He's in the yards. <laughs> like, don't do that now. Like, the Packers did a good job against him. You can, like, and Jair is going to be Jair. And when he mm-hmm. has been getting cooked, which he has got cooked this season, he's heard about it. So he's going to let people hear about it when he gets his way because that's just the way that it goes with him. But no, shout out yeah. to shout out to them in the defense. I was thinking about this. Our defense is playing towards the end of the year the same way our defense started playing towards the end of the year last year too. Like they, maybe Barry just need a whole season to figure some shit out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe you need to wait to the last three, four games of the season. Like, ah, that's how this works. Speaking because they the started. Last three well, sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. You said what? I was gonna say like. Speaking of the last three to four games, like Madeline Floor is still undefeated in December. So, mm-hmm. and honestly, what Matt LaFleur um, has done with this Packers team, helping them stay on task, stay focused, continue playing to this point, it's kind of impressive. Like, I know there have been questions about him as a coach, even though he went 13 and three his first couple seasons. But it was kind of like a does he can he can he can he handle getting punched in the mouth a little bit? Like he seems a little like his teams are a little soft. This Packers team showing something right now, so we'll see what that can turn into. Yeah, I think also he's a good coach. I do too. I think he's a good coach. He's a young coach, so he's gonna take some lumps along the way, but that's that's part of growing. Um we also do want to say, though, rest in peace to Brazilian soccer legend Pele. You know, he's the winner of a record three World Cups, and he was a standard bearer for the beautiful game. He passed away at 82 years old. So sending love out to, to him, his family, fans, friends. It's a big loss for the sport. Door. So, like, that sent me down a rabbit hole, and I'm looking at, like, oh, what was – Cause like, you know, Maradona died, I believe in 2020. I was just like curious about like what their relationship was. Apparently they had beef like <laughs> forever. And it's, it's interesting because like their careers kind of mirrored and LeBron, like I think Maradona's first year as like top league soccer was Pele's last year. Like when he was in the US, like tour essentially. Like, they just missed each other. They never played against one another. Like, he was kind of, like, Pele was, you know, the old vet. Like, he was there for soccer. And then Maradona was the one that was always getting compared to. was like, oh, this is the next Pele. This is the next Pele. Somewhere along the line, Maradona was like, hey, the next Pele, I'm the first Maradona. And like, like he started taking offense to it. And, like, they started throwing shots at each other in the, in the press. Um, like there's beef history on YouTube that sports beef <laughs> history that uh, that dives into it. Um, but was, honestly, I don't even know how LeBron and Michael Jordan feel about each other because I've never heard them talk about each other. Like, like yeah, I grew up, I played, I was number twenty three because I love Michael Jordan. But like, as far as them as players against each other, like they never pit themselves against one another. So 
it's just, it was just interesting because um, it isn't just like confined to basketball, which is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like everybody's always just, oh, we got to compare and like you can't enjoy the current generation without shitting on people from yesteryear and vice versa. And it's just like, just appreciate, appreciate sports. But like it, it isn't just confined to basketball, like it, it goes in other sports too. That's part of why at NBA 75, when they had everybody come out at All-Star, it was super cool to see LeBron and, and MJ like embracing and talking to each other on the stage because it was kind of like, like that's that's two of the greatest players to ever pick up a basketball. And here they are dapping up, showing love to each other, hugging one another and, and having a good time together. And it's like, that's that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. College football was off the charts this past weekend. So we had two of the college football playoff semifinal games mm-hmm. with TCU beating Michigan 51 to 45 and Georgia defeating Ohio State 42 to 41. Two amazing games for the college football playoffs. What do I know? I say sick. Boy, they take it off. Yeah. We was talking about it, like the job of a kicker, bro. Like people give kickers so much shit all the time as a football player. Oh, you ain't real football player. Until you need that motherfucker at the end of the game, and he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. (laughs) And his foot at the end of the game after all that shit, and you got to go out there and kick that motherfucker <laughs> and prove everybody wrong <laughs> at the end of these games because you niggas couldn't put enough points on the board to keep his ass on the bench. <laughs> so, <clears throat> or stop Georgia from the board. Oh, so I see Sly in the comments. He said, "Brazy that Georgia game in with the laughing crying emoji." Dude, I don't think I've ever seen a kid oh, give me that. Oh, like that was nowhere close. Shank. That ball was flat. It starts spinning this way. I'm like, bro, how the fuck you kick it? It was vertical. How did it go vertical? Why is it going left or right? <laughs> that was crazy. That was mind blowing. I'm like, you really shake the shit out of that. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't, like, it's a it's a college kid trying to kick a 50 yard field goal. Like, I don't expect that to go in, but like for it to miss that badly, I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro. Yeah. He must have had. I don't know. He was seven for seven up to that point. That's tough. <laughs> That's the that crazy is. part. I think he had a 48 yarder on there too. Like, mm, one That's kick. Tough. One kick. They thought Why they had any bad. Eight kicks in the game, bro. You niggas ain't putting the points up on the board. <laughs> Why he keep trotting out here? But it ain't an extra point. Man. Don't blame um, him. He was tired. And that wasn't the only. Uh, Wild game. They had some other bowl games this weekend. Tennessee defeated Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. In the Rose Bowl, we had Penn State defeat Utah. And then in the Sugar Bowl, we had Alabama defeat uh, Kansas State. Boy, yeah. Alabama stumped a mud hole in K-State. Like, K-State, everybody was all geeked because they got the old Nebraska quarterback, uh, Martinez. And so, all year, K-State been cooking. They thought it was going to be a good-ass game. Like, yo, we got Alabama, bro. Man, Alabama ran all of 
<laughs> oh, they stumped him out, bro. Like that was wild. But all the other games are really, really late. This is a really good bowl season. Like a lot of the games are close. <clears throat> There's a lot of yeah. high scoring games. So if you end up not seeing no damn defense, this is the weekend to watch some football. <laughs> it was. It definitely was. This was nothing but shootouts. Why is all these games in the forties? Y'all putting up 35, 40 points like that. Like that's wild, bro. Over and over. That, yeah, that Michigan game was cracking though. It really was. I watched that entire game. Shout I out to Snow. Snow, Snow, a Michigan fan, so oh yeah, so I had to, I had to, you know, be on his ass about that. They about to lose their coach too. Uh huh. He in talks with Carolina right now. Yep, it makes sense. Now yeah, I said that too when I seen that. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Carolina needs a coach. They need a new idea. Yeah. Shit like that. He went back to college. Mm-hmm. Showed that he was like, you make a program number one. Michigan has been yeah. great for the last two seasons. They ain't won shit. They tried. Big Ten keep disappointing motherfuckers in the they playoffs. Winning, but, you know, they tried. They be winning to the end. And then in the end they lose, but. He had one of the top recruiting classes and shit like that. Like, I mean, Jim went down there, showed that he can turn some shit around. And now the NFL is really knocking on the door this time. Like, hey, yo. No. The NFL been knocking. And he just been answering the door and he would look out and be like, oh, y'all like me? No, I'm going to go back inside. No, I'm going to go back What we flying to? What we going? I'm back. No, I'm, I'm staying in the Michigan. I'm staying in Michigan. And this year they saying, no, for real, for real. For real, for real, for real. He going to leave. No, this no, dying this time, my nigga. Here's a contract. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. We'll, we'll see. I know Sean Payton is also assembling like his super staff to get himself back into an NFL coaching gig too. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, NBA check-in. So just over the past week, this is the time where we just kind of talk about NBA, something that stood out to us over the, the last week. Uh, when I came into the doc to drop mine, I saw Eric already put in what I wanted to say. I to find something different, which is cool. Which is cool. Tim, what's your um, NBA thing this week? Let me see. I'm about to pull something from the top this week. Um, well, if you need something, we can go in a different order. That's, that's where I'll go. Turn the damn injuries off, bro. Everybody here. I just seen Zion going to be out for like three weeks. Yep. Uh, yeah. Fucking, uh, the Bucks have been hurt like crazy. Then we got other cats around the league. Like I think I said a couple weeks ago, like, because like, I, I play fantasy basketball. Half of my team was hurt, bro. Like, Yo, that's what happened to me. <laughs> like the injury bug this year is crazy. Like the non uh the non-COVID illness has been taking cats out for weeks. They've been having or not weeks, but games at a time. You got regular injuries, you got cats that need surgeries, all kind of stuff, bro. Like as fun mm-hmm. as the NBA season has been and as wild as the West has been, and the way that these cats is putting up these points like Folks is getting hurt left and right, and we hate to see it. Can we just turn the damn injuries off, please? Second half of the season coming up. When everybody go ahead and start getting healthy again so we can see some good ball. Yeah, to your point, uh, Zion's going to be reevaluated in three weeks after a hamstring strain last night against the 76ers. Devin Booker is going to miss at least four weeks with a groin injury. And the Hornets are going to be without Kelly Oubre Jr. four to six weeks as he has to get surgery on a torn ligament in his left hand. And then in the in, with the Hornets, Gordon Hayward also left Monday night's game, the loss against the Lakers with a hamstring injury as well. Paul George, hamstring injury. So like it's 
things are popping up right now, and I hate to see soft tissue injuries every single time. I was going yeah. to linger, and you will never really get to see them like they they should be. They're just kind of tricky to get through. Okay, my NBA thing this week is just a simple question: What is going on in Atlanta? Because <laughs> all these different reports I keep seeing, I'm like, yo things are it is bad in atlanta right now so there was a report from the athletic that came out and said that head coach nate mcmillan is strongly considered retiring or resigning this season he was saying like shams was saying hey it appears like he got the end of his tenure with the hawks after this season so either he gonna move on or the team is gonna move on if not before the season ends when the season ends it's gonna happen and there was another report that came out that was talking about uh, how McMillan was speaking about the challenges of coaching today's players and telling reporters how today they see the game different than when he played and when he started coaching. All those reports been coming out. Then they asked uh, Nate McMillan about it. And he was like, you know, I read that article briefly, but I've never spoken to that reporter before. I don't really know where this is coming from. I'm going to do this season how I do every season. At the end of it, I'm going to sit down with my family. We're going to have a conversation to see if I still have that fire, that passion, if it still makes sense to coach, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And I was hearing them, and I'm like, you didn't say it was necessarily false. Like you said, you didn't talk to the reporter, but the information that's coming out, where is it coming from? What's happening in Atlanta? We heard all the Trey Young stuff before with him not getting along with the coach and I don't know. Things just seem real discombobulated in Atlanta, which is wild thinking that two years ago they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. And yeah. now here they are. Like they carry none of that momentum whatsoever. No. And but it it's not surprising. last season when Trey Young came out and said, like, I'm just ready to get back to the playoffs. I was like, mm. <laughs> you can't just skip a whole regular season, buddy. No, no, you can't get to be the villain of New York again and skip the regular season. No, it's 82. <laughs> we got 82. Okay, we ain't simulating seasons, okay? You got to play through that. Team, my guy. There's just a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta right now. The coaching news stuff that's happening, they've still been trying to trade John Collins. Trey Young, I don't know what's going on with Trey Young and his relationship with the coach. And on top of that, like he's just been shooting poorly this season overall. Oh. I don't know. It's just been a weird. It's been weird in Atlanta. I just wanted to bring attention to that fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the leaks aren't helping. They lost their general manager. I don't know if you already. Um, like it just it seems like disharmony. Let's put that way. Yeah. The nice way to put it. It just seems like a lot of people uh, going in directions, which is really bad for an organization. Facts. Um, can you go next because yours actually segues into Eric's? Oh, oh shit, okay. Oh, baby. But, um, I want to talk about Luca. Um, y'all know how much I love Luca. Um, past five games have been putting up super numbers. Um, Christmas, he put up 32. Um, on the 27th, put up 60. On the 29th, put up 35. Um, New Year's Eve, put up 51. And then on the second, he put up 39. Um, at the beginning of the season, I called for, I predicted that Luca would win MVP this season, and he is doing a good job of proving my case. So I just hope he, I just hope it, you know, he stays healthy, keep balling out how he been balling out. I love watching Luca play is so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like I love watching him play. 
like I've been watching Dallas games just as much as I've been watching Laker games this season. Now, this is a question, but mm-hmm. the way Luca plays, is it more ISO and then he gets them involved later, or is it he gets his team involved early? And so we actually. On the on the lines of that, we had a question in the overtime group last week. I touched on this. Uh, Terrence Miller asked. Um, I saw something recently. Maybe it was here that talked about how we praise Luca for all the stuff he cri- we criticize James Harden for. Any more thoughts? So it's like again, like it's it's very. I think they call it helocentric. Essentially, like where everything revolves around one player mm-hmm. to create everything. Um, Mm-hmm. More or less, yeah. Um, but just like amped up, where it's just like either I'm taking a shot or I'm getting person, you better take the shot and make it. Like, it's not necessarily moving chess pieces around the chessboard. It's okay, I know where everybody's gonna be at. If I can't get mine, I'm gonna spray it out. Um, and like, my, my response essentially was that, like, if Luca keeps. And like I think Brady had more dynamic playoff performances than James Harden has even, right. you know, account for you know how short Luca's career is compared to Harden's. But like I think that if Luca makes it to his late twenties and it still seems like he can't get or he never really truly contends for a title, I think people will wind up turning on him too because like people praise. Harden's crazy numbers and crazy performances when it was new, but then it was like, oh, well, that's all we get. It's like dominant regular season stuff. So um, I think that's the biggest difference is that Luka's new and we still have like his sheen of potential as opposed to like years and years of failure, which is where we've gotten to with Harden. Yeah, and then to your point, Luka's already had some playoff performances where you're like, whoa, like He's why they won this game. And with James Harden, who's had a longer career, we haven't had that same company. Like, Luca, to Ken's point, I was thinking about this myself. And I was like, Luca is fast rising up, like, just on my list. Like, he was already one of my favorite guys to watch. But, like, I love watching Luca hoop outside of the whining. Because he do whine a lot. But <laughs> when he's hooping, he just, like, the fact that he hoops at his own pace he's not super quick he's not super fast he's not athletic like that he just doesn't get sped up the game is always going to be at the pace that he wants it to be and having that level of control is really really fun to watch that's what i do appreciate about this game like he don't get sped up for nobody <laughs> he gonna get to where he gonna get to at his own speed bro be slow mowing it to the middle of the paint next thing you know he at the rim like how bro and he's so smart so it's like if, if, if he see too many bodies there he's gonna find whoever's open like you might not think he gonna see who open but he always finds who's open like he's he's special talent Speaking of special talent, a bunch of them in the league right now. Um, my my one thing, all the crazy stat lines that we've had only since Christmas, like it goes back further than that, but I only went back like the last what, week and two days or whatever it's been. Um, so to Ken's point, like Luca in his last four games are the ones I pulled 60, 21, and 10, 35, 12, 10, 51, 6, and 9, and then 39, 12, and 8. 
<laughs> like that's just like it breaks my brain. It is, you know. And that's one player. Then you add in Donovan Mitchell last night had 71 points, 11 assists, and eight rebounds in the overtime game. He actually pulled a Luka to put uh, to put the game into overtime where he essentially missed a free throw, got his own rebound, and tipped it in. I, honestly, I don't even know if you called it a tip. Like, a legit shot as he's falling to the ground. Like, yeah. Donovan Mitchell yeah, just falling to the ground. He was on one last night. And then the overtime, like, he was just – like it felt like heat checks, but they just kept going in. Like, dude, it, it was, he was locked <laughs> in. Uh, and he said he's like, I was cramping for like the last minute of the game. I was tired. Yeah. Shit, he just kept going in. That's what Luca um, was saying too. He needed me a beer, cover a beer. LeBron James turned thirty-eight last Thursday, I believe it was, and since then he's had. Back-to-back 40-point games, 47 on his bird, 43 sometime over, I think, last night. Um, yeah, LeBron James. LeBron. Giannis was the first player since night. Yeah, Le- Giannis was the first player since 82 to record back-to-back 40-point, 20-rebound games. Just ho-hum. Um, and then Klay Thompson, you know, he came back last night, 54 points. Like, he's actually been shooting it a lot better recently. Um, but 54 points late in a win. Uh, over the aforementioned Atlanta. Like, it's just every, it seems like every night we're getting these like crazy stat lines where it's just like, there's so much talent in the league right now. Like, we are, you know, how they say, like, I, I think it was from the office where he was like, you know, how do you know you're in the good old, or do you know you're in the good old days when you're in them or whatever? Like, we are in a golden age of basketball right now. now please appreciate it. Like, don't take this shit for granted. We have a lot of great players doing great things on a nightly basis. Like, don't let people, don't let rings culture tell you that the regular season doesn't matter. Like, it's it's an entertainment product. Like, be entertained by these entertaining ass bad players. Like, okay. these dudes are hooping. Facts. And if you've listened to Tech Foul for a while, we've been saying it. Like, we've been like saying, like, hey, yo, like, it's some young dudes coming up right now that when they pop, like, it's it's about to be special. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been saying how this NBA product is about to evolve and to start seeing a lot of these guys take that next step in their careers, it's crazy to see. I'm so glad Giannis was able to get a ring in this environment here where it's it's just different. It's not the same as when LeBron was running through the East where it was like, you knew mm-hmm. LeBron was going to win the East. Mm-hmm. Like, you just knew what it was. It was like, All right, it's, it's inevitable at this point. We know what's about to happen. Right now, it's mm-hmm. like, on both sides. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, he just got hurt, but like Zion had been playing really well too. Like, I think he just had his career high in yeah. points last week. Um, but now he's out for like three weeks, I believe. So mm-hmm. that's up. Yeah. And NBA is crazy. It's, it's been real fun right now. Um, it's a good time to be your boy. <laughs> something else that's been crazy. Uh, did y'all see the Orlando Magic Detroit's Piston little scuffle? That took place. Bruja. Yeah. Bruja. Yes. Well, the NBA has some suspensions to hand out. <laughs> Killian Hayes and uh Hamadou Diallo of the Pistons were suspended for three games and one game respectively, while Mo Wagner of the Magic was suspended two games. Mo was the one who got knocked out, right? Mo was the one yes. that pushed him, yeah. But Mo was also the one that pushed him into the bench in the first place. And then got knocked out. And then that yes. 
Okay. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> put emphasis on the knocked out. I had to. I had to make it clear. Everybody knew who I was talking about here. He was the one who fell into the the piston's arm, or the, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr., R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, Kevon Harris, Franz Wagner, and Admiral Schofield of the Magic were all suspended for one game because they, you know, got off the bench and everything. And as mentioned, the incident began with Wagner, who was assessed a flagrant foul too and ejected, committed an unsportsmanlike act when he pushed Hayes into the Detroit bench while both players were pursuing a loose ball. And then Hayes clocked him in the back of the head. Wagner fell out. And then all these Magic players ran over there because their guy was just laying in the arms of Pistons players. My men's asleep. Stop starting fights. Yep. Yeah. Hey, like what kind of shit? How you gonna send that man into the? You see, he pushed the shit out of him. My man flew into the bed. He got up so distraught. He was like, "I gotta hit this nigga. I, I got to. Where is he at?" It was actually <laughs> Diallo that knocked him out. Yeah, I mean, you said what? I said it was actually Diallo that knocked him out. Look at the replay. Like he was out on his feet. Like he was already like, uh, and then. Uh, Killian came and hit him in the back of the head. Like, if you look at him, his body went limp, like on the Diallo yeah. head. Mm. I see Sly in the comments. He said, I just texted this to my group chat. Our generation got to experience the greatest area B ball, MJ, Kobe, Bron, and now all these new players. We got an argument. I know there's going to be some old heads who yeah. are definitely like, no, 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 no. Y'all didn't get to see. You ain't Magic seen Pistol Pete, Larry, and Dr. J, and so on and so forth. And I get it. Legends. There's legends in every, in every era. So uh, we just happen to have a lot of guys who can really hoop in ours. Not saying that y'all, the older generations, didn't. Let me make me clear. But I am just saying it's a lot of talent right now because. Yeah. I love I love the history of the game. One of my favorite things to do is just sit and talk to my uncles and just ask them about a random old basketball. Just a random, let me throw someone out. And I was like, well, hey, what's so-and-so called? And they'll be thinking back and be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, back in the day, they was doing this. They was like, so-and-so now. And I just love whenever we have those conversations. Like, I don't know. Basketball is just so fun to me. Like, even on 2K, NBA 2K23, uh, if you do like your my players, they have something now called replica builds, where you can unlock a build based off of a player and the player name. So instead of being like a play making shot creator, you will be the freak for if you had a Giannis replica build, or you would be the king if you made a LeBron James replica build. They got a Zeke build for uh, Isaiah Thomas, so on and so forth. And it's been kind of fun to me also to see that and see some like these younger kids who are playing a game be like, oh, this dude seemed like he might be cold. And I'm like, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is cold. Like, <laughs> 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 like come on. And I was laughing because I said, I'm gonna make one more build probably and I'm gonna do a replica build. And I think I'm gonna do a Larry Legend replica build because on the game, they don't use Larry Legend as the nickname for the player. The name they use is the hick from French Lick. Ah. Uh. And I said, okay, I like that you're one with his obscure nickname rather than the one that everybody knows. So if y'all see me on these 2K courts and you see the hick from French Lick pop up, it's Larry Bird season. 
That's not a bad idea, actually. If I had like a Ray Allen build, I'd definitely do a replica build. I know they got a T Mac and an Ivo. No. They got, they got, they got something that's interesting. I was about to say something really wild, so we can move on. Ah, <laughs> that was it. I ain't got nothing else. Unless y'all got something else y'all want to throw in here before we get out of here. Yeah, all good. Try and get this. You shot? <laughs> yeah, no. I was just gonna ask what uh, what the nickname was for T Max, but then I was like, no, nope, I don't need to put on that robe. I think it just say T Max. Okay, that's good. They just kept it. Uh, what was his nickname? Mm-hmm. T Max. Yeah, that's what I was like. I didn't think he had no nickname like that. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say something about his eyes. That's so I was like, we need to just move. Oh, on. oh no! Forrest Whitaker in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got some. They got some. They got born, born ready. You make you a Lance Stevenson build. What the fuck? I don't I want that either. It's just a bunch born. of unnecessary dribbling. <laughs> Violent shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just blow random. <laughs> I'm not saying that Lance wasn't cold. Lance Stevenson was nice. In spurts. It's certain. Yeah. It's certain guys and players where it's like as a video game character. Like, yeah, you gonna be cold because they have like a J.R. Smith build where I was like, oh hell yeah, you some damage. Where J.R. Smith? J.R. Yeah, Smith was a perfect video game player. Just all threes. He was one of my favorite players. He's like, I'm going to So if you see Swish pull up, that's J.R. Smith. Oh, really? Yep. They got Stevie Franchise. They got a franchise replica bill. Like, they got some. I might go with the J.R. Smith joint, bro. There's some real cool nuggets for, like, if you just are an NBA fan, you can have a grandmama. Like, you, you can you can do, uh, they got they got some interesting stuff out there. Yeah, but there are dope. some replica bills that are just bad because it's like, the player was too good. Like, they got some, his airness. Replica bills? I'm like, no, nah, these ain't. Mm, it's not hitting Jordan for me. It's <laughs> a little meh, but no. That's all we got for y'all this week, man. We hope that y'all had a good New Year's, brought it in the way you know that you needed to. Hope that you stayed safe, that your family is good. And uh, we're going to get up out of here and see y'all next week. So if you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter, Instagram, these PSN 2K streets, Apple Music at Camille Monet, and as Eric has been encouraging me to say, you can also catch me on Locked On Bucks once a week. I was on Today's show, so go ahead and check that out. It was a fatal four-way with uh, me, Frank, Kane, and Justin. And uh, as somebody who runs a fatal four-way every week. It's interesting when people who aren't used to a fatal four-way get into a fatal four-way. It's not as easy as I make it. <laughs> you hey, with that? You're making it easy over here at Tech File, I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, but uh, an added degree of difficulty, he don't have to he don't have a Tim in the can like <laughs> just going at it every week. You see the disrespect. We've been you good though. Like, Y'all been good this episode. <laughs> We've been chilling. Y'all, Man, y'all was only good this episode because y'all wasn't sure about y'all connections. If y'all had y'all connections, <laughs> y'all would have been ribbing and talking about each other. I'm not trying to hear that. Like you came, what did you call him when we signed on? An angry teddy bear. That's the first thing he said. Uh, the first thing I said was other last thing. <laughs> Thank Fuck you for Tim. proving my point. Title of the episode. Fuck Tim. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't think we can get that past uh, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm a bugs burner. I, I finally, the peer pressure, and I also added my Twitter handle in the, um, in the YouTube video. So, hey. I'm a bugs burner. that's, that's all at. y'all get. That is all y'all get. Um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Um, K Harris 216 on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy, T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka ass catch me, aka Mr. Give it to me. We should holler. I thought you were going to say more words than that because it seemed like you was leading into something, but then it just stopped. So I'm going to just. See, that's how he'd be doing me on the intro, too. He, he'll he be going abruptly stopping. Like, is that it? Yeah, I, I, I understand now. I'm going to Never let him know your next move, bro. <laughs> that's the, you know what? We're out of here. <laughs> See y'all. Appreciate y'all.